Hello and welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today's very special guest star is Joe Ryan. He's an artist. He's a producer. He's a songwriter-composer. He's an engineer and a DJ. He's from Flint, Michigan, and his backup plan is to never back down. We're going to give Joe a call, and we're going to see what he has to offer you. Let's give him a call right now and get him on the line. And here we go. Hello. Hello, Joe. It's Johnny from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm great. I'm doing awesome. Thank you for being my guest today on the show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. I just introduced you as an artist, producer, songwriter, composer, engineer, and DJ. You do it all, it seems like. Yeah, man, that's me. I'm, I'm blessed with uh, multiple skill sets, man. Definitely thankful. Now, getting into the music, who was your influence and one of the reasons why you decided to get into the music, or was it something that just naturally came to you? Well, one of my biggest influences, I would have to say, is my older sister, kind of in big recording studios. She's an incredible rap artist. You know, running around with her as a kid, you know, and getting to see that side of things kind of pushed me into it. And then my parents owned our church, so there were musical instruments, of course, always laying around, and I just <laughs> felt compelled to... uh you know, try them out, and <laughs> turned out I was pretty good at it. <laughs> it's almost like you didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much to cover in like 30 minutes because your resume is so long and so, to me, high end and professional. In fifth grade, there was a contest called the Peace Rap. Yeah, oh yeah. Can you do a little bit of that? Because I showed that to my wife this morning, and she was super impressed. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So my. The peace rap in fifth grade was uh you got to devour the power of education so you and your homies won't be on probation. Maybe you can even work in a police station. This is the kind of stuff that was facing gangbangers, drug slangers need to throw in the towel. Instead of shooting little kids with the gun, power, power, you got a problem violence ain't the way to solve it. Shaking hands and being friends is the way to dissolve it. <laughs> That's so awesome, man. I mean, she was sitting there, I go, can you hear that? And she's like bumping her head and she's like like the whitest of the whitest chick <laughs> <laughs> and she was digging it man <laughs> yeah man that's that's the that's the powerful thing about music um whether it's rap jazz hip-hop um no matter what it is you know the universal language doesn't have a color and as long as it's true and authentic i think it can resonate with white black green blue and whatever else man i think people uh want to naturally put music and styles in a box And um, it's up to us who create the art to kind of navigate that and let people know, you know, what it is. Oftentimes people ask me what type of music do I make and I always tell them I make pop music. And of course their eyebrows flare up and they're like, really? I didn't, I didn't imagine you make pop music. But then when I explain to them, it means purpose over perfection. Then that just means Mm -hmm. any music that I make, as long as it has a purpose that's true to me, that's the type of music that I make. Whatever the category you want to put it in, that's your own, you know, prerogative. But I don't believe in the boxes, man. I just I just I'm just an artist that likes to paint. (laughs) Right. But that's but that's a good saying, though, what you said, purpose over perfection, because a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot by being too much of a perfectionist and they let their window go by. 
Absolutely, man. When you have this fake notion that you are perfect or that you can make something perfect, then for me, I don't believe you leave any room for God to show his greatness and, and how dope he is. So for me, it's just like, you know, I want to leave room for the imperfections because that shows that, you know, I need something better and greater than myself and helps other people see that we all need to be digging into those areas that, you know, are bigger than just us. We have this notion in the world that practice makes perfect, but I I really believe practice makes purpose because the more you do something, mm. you find out if you're supposed to be doing it or not. <laughs> so. Man, that's really good. A lot of people there are religious, and a lot of people like to hide God, yeah. like to hide their religion. And you don't have a problem with just putting it out there and saying, hey, this is who I am. Absolutely, man. I do have to take kind of some of the responsibility and blame as a Christian culture. We've kind of caused people to uh, see how much we judge others, which is the complete opposite mm. of what Jesus was about. Cause people to be um, um, condemned instead of convicted. And when you're convicted about something, you know that there can be a change for the better. When you're condemned, it keeps you in a box of feeling like, you're not good enough or what you did is so bad that you could never be redeemed for it. And that's the complete opposite of what we're supposed to teach, what we're supposed to be about, and again, what Jesus was about. And, you know, we have to get to a point where, you know, even the, the Christian side understands, like, I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how many hymns you sing. I don't care how many Hail Marys, whatever, you're not perfect. We all fall short every single day. And I often tell people, I'm trying to take you to the guy. I'm not the guy. So don't ever invest hmm. you know, so much into me because I'm not perfect. And when you see me slip up, you shouldn't be surprised because I'm a human. Like Jesus died on the cross. I didn't. I'm just trying to get it right. right. So I'm going to continually mm -hmm. fall short. I'm going to continually mess up. We all do. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm more so about relationship instead of religion. I think religion is man-made and it's, you know, all these different details that man created, but relationship, that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, for him to understand me and me to understand him, how do we talk to God? Prayer. How does he talk to us through his word? And I keep it as simple as that to not make it, you know, just so complicated and, and take away that, that finger pointing of judgment, man. So you were in the church at a young age. I was too. My father and my mother, they all was church to death every Sunday, every <laughs> Wednesday. After regular school, I'd have to go to church on Wednesday. And then the summertime, I, I got off. No, you don't. You're going to vacation Bible vacation school. Vacation Bible school. And I was like, oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> and my wife, she's not so religious. We've been together almost 20 years and nothing's really missing in our life, but we're actually going to church together for the first time tomorrow. Wow. Because it, it's weird, you know, 20 years is a long time to be married and yeah. you know, sometimes you want to maybe cut and run and when I'm wanting to go, she's fighting and when she's yeah. wanting to go, I'm fighting Yeah. and that hasn't happened in a while and I'm thinking, you know what? I think we maybe we need to get a little God in our life. It's pretty interesting, you know, checking you out and then we're about to, you know, try to get back, you know, with him and, you know, put that with us because I pray every single night anyway and I don't and I just do that to myself mm -hmm. and my brother he's a pastor in a church in Ohio Wow! and I notice a lot of your songs see, like the recent songs that one of the P.O.P. album they're Christian related and God related yeah man I had that you know as an artist man I, I don't think we ever have to stay in a particular you know because life right we go through these different things and emotions and no emotion stays the same no day is the same so 
you know, if one album is an R&B album, one is a hip-hop rap album, one is a more targeted toward gospel and specifically targeted toward that, that's okay because it shows the real spectrum of real life. You know, uh, Tupac said it the greatest when he said, I don't want to be a role model. I want to be a real model. And when I heard when I read mm. that from him, um, that really intrigued me because I understood that and I resonated with that because I want to be real and authentic to people. I don't want to play a role. So with this last situation, I got signed to uh, RCA Inspiration, the same uh, record label as Kirk Franklin and a bunch of the, you know, gospel great. I really wanted to right. make sure God could see I'm also using my gifts for the kingdom and for purpose. And, and my purpose is to let people know that Jesus died for us and he's available to us, but it doesn't matter what you look like, how many times you fall down, that forgiveness is unlimited. So hmm. you can mess up daily. Now, I'm not saying to go and sin willfully because that is not okay, right? But we're human. Exactly. We're human. So I That's think it's trap. beautiful yeah. <laughs> that you and your wife are now getting closer to, you know, aligning on the same level of going and searching, because if you seek, you're going to find, you know, it's like God can't lie and he can't die. So all you have to do mm. is start the process of seeking and then you will find because everything happens in divine time, right? There's no coincidence that you are, you and your wife are now right. getting closer to going together tomorrow for the first time. And then you're speaking with me. It's not a coincidence. God always sends the messages right. he needs to send when you start nah. to seek. And now you're finding <laughs> that peace, that alignment, Right. You know, so for for POP, man, it, it just really made me happy to, you know, give some real reality and kind of what the, the purpose of it was is to bridge the gap, to talk to those who may not know about God and give them a sonic spectrum that feels like everything else that's going on in the world. And then uh, alternatively, on the flip side of that, to talk to my Christian culture and let them know hey, don't get it twisted. We're not perfect. So you hear me on the album talk about my struggles and being divorced before twice and, you know, having these pitfalls and being homeless and yeah. all, you know, it, it's it's human too, nature. We're not perfect. <laughs> Purpose over perfection, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that song, I Think I Need to Pray. That's a man, really thank dope you song. So I love much. It. That's, love that's it. one of my favorite records I ever made. I think it resonates with anyone who's able to you know just walk through life because all i'm essentially saying is talk to god about it no matter what it is no matter what's going on no matter how you know i love that third verse when i talk about the girl that's my friend that has a big butt and she even cooks too you know before i got married and it's like it's true right it's real it's like <laughs> even if you're a pastor yeah. of the church you might be just <laughs> so-and-so walking by on a Sunday and that dress might be hugging a little tighter than the other weeks and you have a human thought that you need to rebuke and pray for a second. Like it's real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So on the your record, it's 1879. It said Bedrock Productions. And I was just wondering, did you get Bedrock because of you're from Flint, Michigan and the Flintstones? Absolutely. You right are 100% okay. on spot on with that. <laughs> Oftentimes when I get in these interviews, people don't catch that. And I'm glad you uh, did the research and had the, uh, the understanding to catch that. So uh, 1879 
was, uh, you know, Bedrock Productions is my production company. Even with my deal that I had with the RCA, it was done through my production company, right. Bedrock Productions. And um, that lets me, you know, continue to keep my city of Flint, who's going through so much, you know, in the forefront of my business yep. and letting people know that we have talent and one eight seven nine will always be one of the biggest pieces of my heart because that's how many miles I drove from the Midwest exactly. you know, to get there. So, and I lived out of that same Mustang that's on the cover for seven months. One eight seven nine for me is more of an adjective. Um, I tell people to go get on their one eight seven nine because we all have a certain amount yeah. of miles that we have to travel to reach our destiny, whether it be physically, uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, we all have a certain amount of miles that, you know, we need to travel to get there. So 1879 just kind of hmm. su sums That's that good. up, you know, and keeps that in, in front of me too, yeah. the, when it gets hard to let me know, Hey, this is how far you've come. So if it don't stop now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's great. And, and listening to your story reminded me a lot of my story. I'm from Houston, and I had already been married, divorced, had two kids by the age of 23. Wow. And I got a truck I paid $50 for. I had 200 bucks in my name. Wow. And just drove out here with absolutely nothing. And I had to, like, sleep in my car, or I'd go to the park and shower before 6 o'clock, or go yeah. to the 24-hour gym. Yeah. And then I just rented a room, a 9 by 12 room with no windows, and I just stored myself in there at night. I had to hustle every day. To send money back home for my kids and it was tough i wanted to go home every single day but something told me that i had to be here and i like that song you said turn up myself i had to turn myself up yeah man that's so awesome listening to your song you know it says parental advisory on there and i was thinking none of your songs have any cuss words in it and the one small cuss word that you have in that song called woman yeah if you put the word bull in front of it it's not even a cuss word you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and really my main reason for putting a parental advisory on the album because I wanted parents to pay attention to what their kids are consuming to have a dialogue mm. about following their purpose and, and why would a guy drive across the country to do these things. And we have to be very smart about the tactics we use to get people to pay attention sometimes because if it's all shiny and nice, they won't necessarily pay attention the way they would if it had parental advisory or something. You Oftentimes, most parents will go and search, well, let me see what this is. This says parental advisory. So advise your children on why a guy I would drive that far, go through these things, or what is the subject matter? I wanted this to be an experience for people beyond just someone listening to music. So if I put parental advisory on there, the parents have to be involved in the music, whether it be good or bad. That's awesome. And, and then when they probably listened to it, they, they went ahead and said, hang on, I'm just going to put ride or die boomerang, your lovely, <laughs> you know, uh, picture, you know, I'm going to beautiful and all. And they probably made them a little love mixtape, you know, forget, you know, you're the new, you're, you're the Barry, the millennial Barry White, you know, you put those songs, mix it down, turn some candles on, get your woman. I mean, your songs are perfect, man. Where does all that come from? That respect for women come from with you? Wow. First of all, that means a lot that you would say something like that, man, Barry. Um, wow. That, that, that means a lot <laughs> to me. I take that as a huge compliment. Um, the respect for women really comes from my upbringing. I, I don't have any brothers, you know, so I have all sisters. Mm. I grew up in the house that says it. with zero brothers. So 
I had to have a certain respect for women because my dad drilled that into my brain of respecting women and learning how to be a leader. And I always had to be a leader because even if it was my older sister, I still, you know, I was the only boy. So I still was kind of like the older brother to look out and make sure things were always okay. So I have a really, really soft spot for women, but I have an even bigger soft spot for love because God is love. So if you hear a bunch of love records, you hear a bunch of God. Just go to this man's Facebook page and just read what he wrote about his wife (laughs) out loud, out there for everybody to see. Because I feel that way about my wife, to express it like that. I mean, I was teary-eyed up, and I was like, shame on me for me not letting my wife know how I feel. Wow. Behind every good man is a strong woman right there keeping everything real. Absolutely, man. My wife is the most incredible person I've ever met. First off, I'll start Mm -hmm. there. I just I'm so thankful that I have a the woman that I have and you know through all my struggles of divorce and going through so many giant mountainous situations I'm just so thankful for now the man that I'm able to be to even be affiliated with a woman like her and I'll I'll give you the backstory on kind of how that status came about the other day you know I live in Hollywood California man so it's like it's a lot going on bro I'm doing a lot constantly every day I mean it's just if I gave you my day some people would think I'm lying for, for how much I do but you know I got to a place where I had this migraine the other day and it was strong man and I'm a no medicine type of guy I'm a very you know organic type of person and I I even had to go and take some excedrin and you know I was just down in the dumps on the the load of life that I have my wife then put on um, a Netflix film that explained uh, composers and, and, and movie score with uh, Hans Zimmer and all these incredible composers and everything. And I couldn't even open my eyes at first because the migraine was so heavy. But by the end of it, I was so inspired and so empowered by what she had put on to bring me up out of what I was in and inspire me that I opened my eyes, watched the rest of it. And then I saw in that documentary, our we saw our place where we live on it in Hollywood and it just reenacted me and took me back to wow the first time I came out here it was because MC Light said she needed music for a television show that sounded like a movie score and then for my wife to reenact and and kind of bring that spirit back into me I went right over to the music studio to my studio here in Hollywood who who mind you by the way this studio is so legendary man to the to the right of me um, is a room that was used as the um, reverb chamber for Stevie Wonder's vocals. To the left, um, it was used for Elvis. And then across the hall, the Carpenters had a room over there for years. So, you know, you can imagine the inspiration that's going down over here. But I came over here, started to make some music, and I just started to cry and had to send my wife this message to pour out my heart in the most authentic way I could to make her understand that you are the epitome of inspiration, of bringing me back to life, of breathing life back into me when I feel like I'm falling down. Mm. And I just wanted to let her know 
not just, you know, in front of people to try to show people I'm a wordsmith or anything like that. But I think we're in an era and in, in, in a time where, you know, monogamy isn't so much the most popular thing right now. And I think I have a responsibility with, you know, being a young, fresh, kind of hip and cool dude to show the other side to the young men and to my sons, especially to my twin boys yeah. and to my little guy who's one years old, Royal, to show them what it means to praise your woman and to let her feel like she is the only woman in the world. You know, yeah, I just, that's true. we, we got to express that. And I think the more we do that and the more people that see us do that, then the more people will start to express about their wives. They'll start to, you know, the marriage rate will start to rise. It, it will stop being such a, you know, a hard thing for people to last through the test of time and emotions. And me and my wife have ups and downs. We're not perfect by any means, but any opportunity that I can take to show her how much I truly love her and appreciate her, for me, uh, okay, so the Bible said we're, we're we're both, you know, grown up in the church. I love that. And you know that the Bible says we are supposed to, husbands are to love your wife as Christ loves the church, bro. You know mm. how big of a wow. statement that is when I read that as a kid and then when I reread that as an adult. If I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loves the church— you know how much Christ loves the church? Church is where you come to to praise and to let your burdens go and to live your best Christian life, right? So my wife is coming to me to live her best life and to get all that she deserves. So I have to do as much as I can to show her that she's my church. So you worked with a, like a lot of celebrities from, you know, the Jackson Brothers, you know, even you did an Old Navy commercial with uh, Kristen Bell. H how was she in person? Man, uh, one of the most humbly sweet people I've met, an incredible talent. I mean, she does take on camera so quickly, so effortlessly. And I even remember the composer coming into the room to show her what the song was that she was going to be doing. And he basically only had lyrics and notes on a sheet. To sit there and see her literally piece together this song with the notes, without hearing any music, but just sight reading along with uh, lyrics, it just blew my mind. And then the icing on the cake is that she's from Michigan. We're from the same place. So we what? naturally had a spark and, you know, a, a connection because Michigan people just have that thing and that vibe when we see each other or feel each other's spirits. You know, it kind of just makes for a, a, a ridiculously dope situation. So when she got in the booth, it, it was just like recording with someone I had already worked with or known because, you know, she's from Michigan and she's an exceptional talent and she really believes in the notion of, of a commitment to excellence. That's good to hear. So the host of America's Got Talent, Terry Crews, he's also a Flint native and you met him as well. How is he in person? Oh man, he's fantastic. I actually, I messaged Terry Crews on, uh, on Twitter for about two years, man, nonstop, just letting him know I, I was proud of him and that um, he was an inspiration to see someone coming out of Flint um, and be so successful but still remain so humble. 
um, it was beautiful. And then uh, after maybe about two years and six months, I asked him to come by the studio in Burbank and listen to 1879 before I released it. And he did. He showed up, man. He listened to the wow. record all the way through. He gave me such great pointers, such great feedback. One of Outside of the music, uh, the, the most compelling and impactful feedback that he gave me while I was in that studio, meeting him for the first time in person, he told me, I see you grinding all the time, man. You you always own it and you're doing your thing, but I want to let you know you have to be careful because you stay up all these days at a time and do all this. Satan will attack you the best when you're tired. I need you to know that. And that oh. changed my life. That changed my life. That oh. changed my life completely because I thought um, I had to always show how how uh, much I wanted it by going as hard as I possibly can and pushing my body, you know, beyond the limits of what's sane. Right, right. And um, wow, why, why was I off and was I wrong? Because um, I realized what he was saying to me is to stop getting in my own way. And if I think I'm going to lift all the weight, what weight is there left for God to lift? So he helped me really wow. get out of wow. my own way. And, um, you know, he... He's a he's an incredible person, man. He invited me, me me and my wife over to his house for his birthday party, and I watched this dude give away gifts through a raffle at his birthday party. He gave away because he's designing uh, furniture now. He has a furniture line, and you know he's really creative. He gave away <laughs> one of his five thousand dollar couches. I actually. Wow. Got the first raffle ticket when I got there because I got there early and I ended up winning a uh, a pair of Studio Beats Beats headphones by Dr. Dre. Yeah, you know, and nice. and just to watch him completely be selfless and give on his day when you think this is a day that a person is happy to receive gifts. No, he was happy mm -hmm. to give gifts. And I'm just like, you know what, this this is amazing. And then to take it a step further, my father, Joe Ryan Jr., works um, has worked for GM for um, 40 years now. And uh, Terry mm. just happened to pop up to a Detroit Hamtramck Cadillac plant in Michigan. And he saw the name on my dad's shirt. And he's like, Joe Ryan? And they have this spark. <laughs> and he's like, yo, that's my guy. That's my dude. And they have this moment. And my dad has one of the most proud moments of his lifetime because everybody's up in awe and, you know, so in admiration of, you know, Terry Crews coming through this, this uh, you know, this car shop where they build these cars and takes one look, one look at my dad's name and then knows his son and then speaks so highly of me and then praises my dad for the job he did with me. So, man, that was the moment that was for my for my dad was just, man, just just outrageous, bro. Wow. What an amazing young gentleman Joe Ryan III is. I love this interview so much. This is only part one. So episode 106 is complete. Tune in to episode 107 with Joe Ryan III, where we are going to talk about in detail the business of being a musician, how to protect your work, and most importantly, how to get paid. We're also going to talk about his amazing clothing line. We're also going to talk about Joe's self-produced docuseries that he's currently working on now. So be sure to tune in to Joe Ryan III, Part 2. Now we're going to end 
this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so uptight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, Holmes Weiss. I'm twice as nice as any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you. I'm better than snow. I don't move, walk, or dunk like these Michael J's. But I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen. Learn. Because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down. JK is going to take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful. You're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Because they'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul, is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an L.A. riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box office draw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me, enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out.